Hello wonderful people, welcome Third Culture Kids, thank you so much for being here again today and for joining me as I ponder all things TCK from my journey, from your journeys as I work with Third Culture Kids every day of my wonderful life. <laughs> um, today I want to talk to you about journaling. Um, I want to bring this up because it's such a common therapeutic tool that whether you're working with me or whether you're working um, with another therapeutic tradition at some point do you journal is a question that may well um, come into that space and a lot of us do a lot of us have journaled for a long time in various ways but it's not uncommon for there to be blocks around journaling. So to just back up a moment, it can be, because it's it's one of those things that gets mentioned so much, um, I want to just establish some shared um, understandings as to why journaling is, is such a common tool. Why is it useful? Why do we keep asking each other, do you journal? And for me, there are three big reasons um, that give journaling their power to support us as we approach any kind of emotional growth. And in particular, I want to talk about where our TCK stories can interact with these. So firstly, writing down our stories um, chapter by chapter, moment by moment, mini stories, short stories, writing makes them real. When we see our words on a page, our eyes add to that witness of what we are expressing in black and white. And in this way, writing our feelings or our thought processes takes something so intangible as to be almost unwieldy sometimes and makes it real, makes it precise, makes it specific, specifically our story. I might be walking around having a vague and irritating sense of anxiety, but when I sit and I write it, I might ask myself the question, what am I anxious about? And then I start to write, right? And now the anxiety isn't just anxiety, it's specific. I'm anxious about this. I'm anxious when that. This is how the anxiety feels in my body. We, there's something about words that demands clarity. And that makes our experiences real. For TCKs, this can be especially important because 
we have stories very often that lacked witness, that lacked a sense of shared realness. In fact, for a lot of us, our stories just sounded incoherent to start with, to our listeners. There's a reason that I called my book Incredible Lives. There's an incredulity that a lot of us are met with when we try and share our TTK stories. A lack of understanding, a sense of vagueness, because that lack of shared experience means that when we say, oh, I went to boarding school or I grew up between these cultures, there's a lack of specificity to our listener. And so we just don't have the witnesses that we get to carry through our lives in any kind of um, longevity. Not everybody. For a lot of us, this is our experience. So anything that makes our story seem more real can be a massive help in supporting us as we grapple with its implications. And then journaling gives us a sense of power. We're holding the pen. (laughs) We get to decide what makes it to the page and how that is expressed. And if we don't like how we expressed it the first time, we can adjust it. We can scratch out a word and replace it. We can edit it. And we can do this with the written word in a way that is much harder with the spoken. I'm very conscious of this, even as I'm using my spoken words to communicate with you now. There are reasons why I have pauses, partly because I am not good at digital editing. (laughs) Um, So you get the pauses, whether you like them or not. But partly because I'm having to pause while I find the right word. When we're writing, we don't have to do that. We can just go back and change it. And for a lot of us, again, as third culture kids, our sense of power over our own stories was limited. A lot of us grew up with our stories first being told for us, right? And this is common. This happens to children all around the world, whether they're TCKs or otherwise. But for a lot of us, these stories were being told around dinner tables or to extended family who didn't have a base context to share with us about our experiences so our stories become part of the collective narrative maybe of our family's adventures abroad and to have the power to edit in whatever way we can find that is magnificently supportive to our emotional expression and relationship to our own story and journaling can do that we get to control the narrative and then finally we've got journaling doing this amazing um, thing of being able to externalize our story as well We're all carrying our stories with us, like 
turtles with our shells on our back. We're, we are the story that we are trying to express. And yet when we write it down, it's got somewhere to go. Very often we're, we're churning things around. I don't know if any of you have um, seen any of the Marvel films. I'm thinking particularly the Iron Man ones. And there's usually some extraordinary bit of tech that comes up at one point and they're just throwing things into the air and it's creating digital screens and they're, they're using these hand movements to kind of zoom in or, or pull components apart so that they can get a clearer picture. It's like this little sort of air dance they do with their fingers and that's what writing can do for us. When we're carrying it all inside, We've got all the information, we've got all the story, but it's all jumbled up. And when we write it down, we can separate the pieces out. We can put it somewhere outside of our head, outside of our body. And for third culture kids, to be able to place our story, to give it a concrete space on the page in a particular moment in time to capture it, to hold it, to view it, to give it a very private, very safe home just for us to see it. A lot of people will talk about that experience of splurging themselves onto the page and then being able to shut the book and walk away. Having been able to leave that where it is, having gleaned from it what they needed, what clarity, taking that back with them and leaving the mess, <laughs> leaving the process, leaving it in the journal. The ink and the form and the way we write carries our feelings with them. I've often found whenever I've needed to do any public speaking, I want to write my notes by hand because I can feel in the way I am writing, in the way my handwriting emerges, I can see the thought I was having as I wrote it. And it communicates so much more back to me than, than the typed word on the page. That might be my particular brain, but... It's very meaningful to me. There's something about handwriting, especially actually. But even if we use a more digital form, there's a way we've put the thoughts together, the way we've organised the page that holds us, that holds who we are in that space. And a lot of us grew up without places we had control over and this is a micro one a journal is a very micro space but it can be ours and when it is ours it gives us power to process now i mentioned blocks to journaling it's not enough to know this stuff is good for us maybe if we've got particular hurdles to get over right 
One of the blocks a lot of people encounter when they're considering writing down their stories. And when I say story, I don't mean the the epic saga of the whole story so far necessarily. I'm talking about that daily processing as well. Um, But one of the blocks we might encounter is a fear that it's going to be read. A fear that's quite visceral and incredibly inhibitive. And this is a very real experience for a lot of children who had siblings who found diaries or parents who looked for diaries. I have my own views on the sanctity of privacy, even in childhood. And from what I hear from the people I work with, when that privacy has been breached, it is incredibly wounding, not just in the moment, but in shutting down a potential for expression in order to never go through that again. And so the idea of picking up paper and pen and writing vulnerable thoughts into it and then walking away from it is is just too risky on an emotional level. It might be that we utterly trust our current family or, or housemate situation. It might be that we live on our own and there's nobody going to be snooping. But fear, it doesn't always behave purely along logic. And so we find ourselves not being able to access this tool. And this is where I will often invite people to consider alternative approaches. So we live in a wonderful technological age where there are password protected applications for your phones. This doesn't work so well if you're a handwriter. But one of the assumptions often made about journaling is that we need to keep them, <laughs> that we're going to want to look back at them and read, read through them. And for some people, that's incredibly beneficial. Personally, I don't think it's an essential component. And if the process of writing helps you think, let yourself do it and then destroy it. Rip it into tiny pieces, set it on fire. Um, Another very efficient method is to soak it in water and then screw it up into a little ball. Once it dries, ain't nothing going to separate that out. Whatever your method of destruction is, your words are precious, but only in so much as they're yours. You're not going to lose them because they're yours. You created them. You're the creator of your story. So if the process is useful to you, let it go after you've done it. If that helps you to still access it. Another thing that can block us when we're journaling is language. And this is a particularly TCK piece. What language should I journal in? It's not unheard of for some of us to feel like we simply don't have a mother tongue or to feel like certain memories or feelings are better accessed through one language than another. Fine. But it can be just something to be mindful of 
as we approach self-expression in the written form, that something that we might be comfortable, a language we might be comfortable speaking in, might not be one we are comfortable writing in. And just the messiness of this can be challenging for TCKs who are journaling. I'd invite you to give yourself some freedom here. Move between languages, whether that's paragraph by paragraph, day by day, or even word by word. You are not creating a grammatical masterpiece. and Nobody's looking. And this is a big one for a lot of us. A lot of us carry shame around language mistakes. If I put myself in this position for a moment and imagine myself sitting down to write in French, I'm immediately cringing because I know I'm going to make so many mistakes. And yet, how wonderful to be able to access part of my identity. How even more wonderful if I could do this in a non-judgmental way towards myself. What would that do to my journaling experience? It makes me really curious. And if we can suspend the rules for a minute, which let's face it, with third culture kids, we kind of have to. <laughs> what could we do? And this is where handwriting journaling can be liberating too because we can draw diagrams. It doesn't have to just be words. We could draw we can sketch out, we can simply use colours to self-express, we could get really creative, actually. Whatever self-expression feels like, we could move beyond language here, if that's a block. Perfectionism is another thing that can get in our way. Um, it's not unheard of for us to buy beautiful journals thinking this is going to inspire me because my thoughts are precious and wonderful and I'm going to want to write in this book. More often than not, I hear the beauty of the book actually inhibit the use of it. <laughs> We're worried about ruining it. As if our beautiful words could ruin anything. But I get it. My handwriting disintegrates within about five words of the starting point, especially if I'm feeling things. So one way around this is to get a purposefully ratty book, a book that is not beautiful, a book that is simply functional. And, and to really think about what, what you're going to feel like when you use this. One of my pet peeves with books I'm writing in um, is anything that isn't spiral bound actually. Spiral binding helps me feel with a hard back front, hard covers, helps me feel like there's some solidity. I can really go for it. I can put, put feeling into my words and the thing isn't going to bend or I don't have to do that thing where you wrench at the spine to get the pages to lie flat. Really think about what works for you doesn't need to be beautiful it just needs to let you write another thing um, approach that I've heard as a way around perfectionism is to write in pencil if the idea of putting permanent marks onto this page is enough to just mute you use a pencil 
And if that works, brilliant. For some others of you, it might be a case of trying to remove any kind of seriousness from it at all. Use colouring pencils. Use those beautiful gel pens. Use boring biro. Whatever it is that helps you get out of this has to be a certain way, this has to be good enough. You are already good enough. It's your story. It's glorious because you are glorious. And you get to own it. You're in charge, not the book. Another thing that can get in the way is this sense of performative, needing to be good enough. This sense of, I need to um, write a good story, write a story worth reading, write about the events and feelings of my life in a way that makes me look a certain way. It makes sense. We all want to feel good. And some of us will hold in mind those very few but very famous people whose diaries have been found later or who have published their diaries. And, and the world is agog at how well expressed they are. That's not what journaling's for. The kind of journaling I'm talking about here is process work. It's the, the stuff we do before the art piece that's going on the wall. It's the figuring out how it all works piece. How we work. What our story even is. This is not a final draft situation. <laughs> So if we can let go of that, we might get to tell our stories more honestly, more vulnerably, and with courage. A final piece that can block us with journaling is a sense that we are simply writing our thoughts in a way that takes us nowhere. I feel angry, so what? So what? What does it achieve, me writing down what I'm feeling? I know what I'm feeling. Writing it down doesn't change anything. And in this kind of a blocked journaling, we've got this real desire to see transformation. We, we're, we're in the story and we want the next chapter. Great, that's fine. In fact, that's what counts. We're keeping that story going. We're still writing. We're the authors. And to avoid it being circular, one of the um, things that can be useful here is to almost create a bit of a question and answer script format as you write. So it might go, I am angry. And then I will imagine there's another person here. And I will write perhaps in a different style or a different colour or in all caps or something to just differentiate the two voices, as it were. So my second voice might go, how do you know you're angry? And then I might write, well, my heart rate's up. I've got those kind of angry tears that I always get and I am character assassinating this other person in my head. This is how I know I am angry. <laughs> 
and the voice might go, and I will write down next, what have they done? And then I will answer. And on we go until the questions help me clarify what's actually happening and what I want to happen next. And I start to have this internal dialogue which moves my feelings, not to get rid of them, but to keep motion, to keep understanding. So there's, there's a way past stuckness. There's a way through. There's a way to the next chapter. And just imagining that other part of us being that questioning, caring, interested other voice um, can be really useful. So that's that. I'd be interested to hear your experiences around journaling, um, where this has shown up for you in your TCK stories. Perhaps there are blocks that you've encountered that I've not covered. It'd be great to hear about them and ways that you've found of dealing with that. Maybe you hate journaling and have found other ways of externalising, making your story feel real, taking power of your story. And I'd love to hear those too. There are many, many ways that we can do these things. But I wanted to talk about journaling because it comes up so much and there's a risk here as well. If we don't have clarity about what we're aiming for with it and why it can be useful to us to just have shame if it's hard. Heaven knows there's enough shame kicking about without needing this on top. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being you. We need you. See you next time. Bye.